Welcome to Not on the Notes, What I Should Have Said This Sunday. We're a podcast from 539 Church, a new church in Goodyear Heights, Ohio, that's inviting friends into family. My name is Nolan Miller, and I will be your host. This Sunday, we taught on Ruth 1, and I'm here with Mike Duma, lead pastor at 539 Church. Mike, would you give us a brief recap of the message and then tell us something that's not in the notes? Yeah, so as you were saying, we started the book of Ruth this past Sunday, and uh, we're going chapter and verse through the book of Ruth, and really it's a short Old Testament book that finds itself uh, right after uh, First and Second Sam- or Judges, right before First Samuel, and it really is a unique book that um, I'm excited for our church to jump into, and we've titled the series Hindsight, uh, meaning how do you make decisions today and look back and see the faithfulness of God in the the rearview mirror is kind of the theme we're using through this book. And yes, or this past week, we talked about a few things from Ruth chapter one, but really the primary, um, you know, thrust or theme of the message was how Naomi is this uh, woman who has lost her husband and her two sons. And uh, in the midst of this heartache in her life, and she's coming to a place where she just needs God to provide physically for her. Um, she uh, tries to push uh, her two daughters-in-law out of her life, and Orpha uh, leaves, and then it says Ruth clung to her. And then uh, we see kind of these two main characters take the scene with Naomi and Ruth, and uh, we start to see how God's going to kind of provide for them. But primarily, we talked this past week about pushing people out of our life when you're going through a hard season in life and uh, how God sends people our way. Um, and so that was kind of the main main thrust of the message. But uh, what I want to spend um, our time today kind of talking about is something that didn't make it into the notes that um, I wish I would have had more. And obviously, obviously, honestly, when I'm preaching through 20 plus verses, there's always more to cover. There's always something that I look at and I thought, man, you know, maybe I could have spent more time on this idea or more time on this. But um, the thing that I thought would have been most practical, um, or at least I want to spend our time talking about, is how um, Ruth and Naomi both have limited options in their life and their decision-making process, which enhances, I'm going to say, enhances the focus of what God has called them to do. And so here's how I would like to at least kind of make this practical is um, a lot of us, when we have decisions to make, we're trying to discern is this what the Lord wants me to do? And it's primarily younger people um, that fall into this camp where you have so many options and options are a blessing and you can have, you can seek the Lord, you can pray about something, you can fast about it, you can seek counsel, get in the word and all that. And then still at the end of the day, people will feel paralyzed because they think that next decision defines the rest of their future. If they go somewhere, if they don't go somewhere, college, whatever, career. And so what we see in this story, in Ruth, for whatever reason, we're, we're going to see as it unfolds, she feels compelled and called by God to stay with Naomi. Because for Ruth, I do believe her options are very limited. And I believe it's, hey, I can either go back to my hometown and I can try and start over, or I can just stay with Naomi and believe that God has called me to this family. Well, when you start throwing around a word like calling, I know that I can already hear the questions coming up and and I've had these conversations. What, how, what are some ways that we can identify what God's calling is in our own life? 
Yes. And so Nolan, you have a, you have a gift and the gift is to ask questions that require lengthy explanations. <laughs> uh, no, but th- this is why we do it, which is good. And I'll even kind of finish the thought of Naomi has limited options, limited options, and it enhances her focus to even to provide for herself and getting back to Bethlehem and her calling, if we'll use that word, her calling in life is to really take this next step of obedience. So to answer your question, uh, what was it? It's how do we distinguish calling yeah, in our life? Yeah. Um, calling is a word that a lot of people throw around. I know some people re- totally reject the view of calling. They don't believe it exists anymore. They think it's only for like the the th- 1% of people in the world. Um, calling, I believe, I believe, is simply doing what God wants you to do. Um I don't think it needs to be this big crescendo of things in life where often it's like I I was called to be a missionary in Mexico or I was called to be a missionary in, you know, this far country in this tribe or I was called to be a pastor. I was called to be a whatever. Um, I do believe that uh, there are people who are called to be a stay-at-home mom. I do believe there are people called to the marketplace I believe there are people who are called, uh, and what I, and what we mean, what I mean by that, and I think the scriptures would support this, is you're you're being obedient in your next step. So you're taking the next step of obedience, and so in in Ruth and Naomi's story, their calling was honestly for Ruth, um, she had a mission, a calling in her life from God to stay with Naomi, and so for her case. You know, we looked at, she said, hey, whether you're going to die, whether, you know, I'm going to be rejected, whether something happens, I'm staying with you no matter what. And so that's the calling on Ruth's life. And we'll see. She doesn't have all the answers. She doesn't know the next 10 years. She doesn't know the next 20 years. All she knows is she is staying with Naomi, even if she dies and God doesn't provide. Now, we'll see as the story unfolds, God provides an incredible way. He provides a redeemer. It's part of the story and the lineage of Jesus. And so um, was Ruth called to stay with Naomi? Yes. Um, I, I do believe I am in the camp that I do believe every single person who is a follower of Jesus has a calling. And I know we could do a long talk about that, but mm-hmm. um, it's not, uh, I don't think it always has to be something crazy uh, where it's like, someone's like, man, I got to be on stage and preaching or singing or leading in worship, or I have to do something. I, I just believe that God has something. He's given you a purpose and something that he wants you to do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's for a season, sometimes that's for a year, sometimes that's for the next semester. Um, but I will say, as learning from experience, and also I do believe from the scriptures, that you will know when you are not doing what God's called you to do. Right. And so what would your advice be to someone, say a young person, who is faced with a lot of these options? And, and like you like you kind of alluded to, we have so many options and things that we can do that is almost paralyzed by the fear of making the mistake, of choosing the thing that it isn't, uh, that God doesn't want you to do. Yeah. I really do believe um, it is a... It's a, it's a blessing, but also a curse to have so many options, to have... Every job in the world you can apply to, um, you can, you know, basically. There's, there's just so, there's so many. The, the list is endless of job, career, um, with other, maybe a relationship, and who you can meet and where and all that stuff. So, um, what I would encourage someone, um, if this 
you know, maybe fictitious person is asking this question, hey, I, I have too many options. How do I limit my options? Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of go back to, I think it's Psalm 34, 7, that says, he will give you the desires of your heart. And basically, I do believe when you are seeking after the Lord um, and when you are in his word and you're in church and community and with other believers, I believe you're going to have a desire to kind of, okay, hey, what do I want to do? And then another step from there is, hey, what can I do? So there's sometimes some people want to do, right? You, I, mm. I wanted to play in the NBA. It didn't happen. Um, so there's things you want to do, and then what can I do? And then to kind of take it even a step further, what should I do in this season? Is another question I would say is because sometimes it's like, you know, someone will say, Hey, I feel called to, um, you know, let's say, let's just kind of take it in the realm of stay at home mom or say someone wants to start a business or say someone, uh, basically wants to provide well for their family so they can do X, Y, and Z. Um, you're not always, you know, it's not like you have to make the most massive decision today that's going to determine the rest of your life. This is the why in the road. Sometimes it's, hey, this is what I should do to put me in a position to where when that time comes, I can be ready. And so you kind of go, okay, what do I want to do? What can I do? And what should I do? And in the midst of that, um, I would say uh, the, the caveat here is, you know, when you get into the what can I do, you want to be in community enough to where you can ask other people, hey, this is what I want to do. This is what I can do. Hey, can you see, uh, you're asking your friends, can you see this in me and some people who can kind of speak into your life? And so um, I would say those those are all, those questions, not, none of them are giving the exact answer of like, cut it down to three things. <laughs> um, because the reason I'm not doing that is because there's so many nuances to people's decisions when they're trying to figure out what the Lord wants them to do. And the last thing on this I will say is the beauty, the beauty of following Jesus. If you are, you know, kind of in the realm, you're seeking after the Lord and you're confessing some sin in your life and you're trying to get in community and you're genuinely asking the Lord, um, he is going to, as we talked yesterday, hold you in his hand and he's going to walk you through where he wants you to be, exactly where you want, where he wants you to be. And that's kind of the whole theme of our series of, hey, um, you know, I think in all the services I said, hey, how many of you can look back and you've made mistakes, but you can see God's faithfulness all over your life? In every room, people were like, yes, like I would have messed things up. That's how I feel. But God guided, and I mean, my wife and I just celebrated seven years, low plug, either way, uh, <laughs> just celebrated seven years. And we were talking about that at, uh, we were having dinner and it was like, how did we even get where we were? Um, but we can look back and I do believe God will guide you. He will protect you. I will believe he'll get you right where he wants you to be. Um, and I do believe a lot of younger folks who are trying to make a big decision of their calling in life. There's so much stress and fear around it um, and starting later in life and all of that mess that the faith in the Lord is so little. It's just very, very small into where you're trying to control and you're trying to control outcomes and all this stuff. And there's just so much fear of failure and and all of that. So um, 
whoever this, whoever we're answering this question for, I hope that brings some clarity. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because I know that is a tough uh, decision. What is your calling in life? I would say it's being obedient to what the Lord has for you next. Yeah, and as we as we transition, um, that psalm that you brought up a little earlier, Psalm thirty seven four, which is delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Uh, in case anyone wanted to look that up and and read that. Um, But I think we have probably time for one more point if you had something else that didn't quite make it in that you still wanted to chat about. Yes. And so I would say one of the things uh, that I had down, and I really had three down, and we'll just kind of stick with two. First one was limited options, enhanced focus. Um, The next one I would say is God is always working a bigger story in the details Um, And this kind of goes hand in hand with this, but what I would say that I wanted to spend more time yesterday, and I just kind of dropped a a little hint, I think, um, is that, you know, what Ruth Ruth and Naomi are going through, really Naomi's going through this, and Ruth, I mean, she's... She's lost her husband as well, so she's widowed, so it's not like she's not going through anything. Um, And the commitment they're making to each other and we'll kind of see like the details of this whole story and how it plays out in the next few weeks and the chapters uh, that follow. Uh, but we're oftentimes um, we get so caught up in like the big picture of our life and kind of around this idea of calling that we forget um, in the little details and maybe small obedience matters a lot. Uh, because, you know, I'm not the guy to where, you know, there's a phrase out there, I think it's called meticulous sovereignty. Um, there'll be a few people who know what I'm talking about. But really it's, hey, God, um, you better seek the Lord on what uh, shirt you put on because if you wear the right color, and, uh, if, you know, someone will say, Hey, did you see the guy in the red shirt and you led someone to Christ that day? It was because of the red shirt. So God's involved with the mm-hmm. red shirt. Um, that that's meticulous sovereignty. I'm, I'm not a meticulous sovereignty guy. Now I will say God is involved in all of that. Uh, but how he works all that stuff out, I'm not really sure. Uh, but looking, looking at this story and looking at our lives, the details do matter. And the way that I'll kind of define this is the small consistent steps of obedience are a big deal. Um, Oftentimes we think it's like, you know, hey, I need to make this big decision. I'm going to seek the Lord. And oftentimes I'm like, hey, if you're in the word every day, I think God's going to guide you. Mm -hmm. Hey, if you're consistently in community and confessing sin and walking toward Christ, he's going to guide you. Those are the things that feel very small, but doing those small things lead to really big, I think, opportunities and decisions and becoming more godly. Um, And so I would say don't don't ignore uh, the details or the small things that feel small in life. Um, They're actually a lot uh, bigger than we would assume. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to getting into um, some more of that, especially as that theme starts to develop throughout Ruth um, and just getting to hear more about that. So I think this is a good place to wrap it up. Um, So thank you all for joining us for this episode of Not in the Notes. Please take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast. And if you'd like to hear this week's sermon, what did make it into the notes, you can click the link in our show notes or you can visit us online at 539.church. That's F-I-V-E 39.church. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you will join us again next week. Oh,